G'day guys, it's Coach here and the villain on Down Under Sigma. We are slightly a bit late because uh, one of our guests is, uh, I don't know what he's doing. Liam, what do you think Lindsay's doing at this point in time? I have no idea. I My big guess is turning on the computer. Oh, wait, hang on. We got something. Speak of the devil, we've literally just summoned Lindsay. He's joined us, but uh, guys, it is Down Under Sigma. There's no better timing than the present. Um, Liam, how has your week been? Uh, it's been good. Just busy with work and sorting out some tournament stuff, apparently, like doing some artwork in the last three or four hours for a particular someone. Yeah, I've, um, I've kind of roped him in to help with Sydney GT. It is, uh, I've been talking to Clint and Clint uh, has said that I should ask for help and not try to carry a hundred player tournament by myself. So I am asking people for help and Liam is one of those few. Yeah, best decision he's made, in my opinion, but um, that's just my personal preference. But it's been a good week. We've had a lot of news releases that I'm sure we'll talk about. Very exciting, at least for myself. Uh, yeah. But I am really excited about our guests. So the first one I'll throw it over to is the man who's been with us for a while, and I'll let Lindsay settle down. But before we do that, Chris Chris from Brisbane, how are you, mate? Hey, you um... I shouldn't call you Chris, should I? You can call me whatever you want. You're, you're straddy from uh, from everything I know. Oh, I am straddy, yeah. That's what everyone knows me as, so go for that. So who is who is straddy? Introduce yourself to the internet. Well, I'm a guy who likes to uh, mainly paint, but I do a lot of playing. So I've been doing it probably for probably 20 years now. So ever since I was I met the met me mates in uh, in uh, high school. And uh, they kind of just started, so I jumped on with them, and then ever since then, been all guns blazing for 40k Blood Bowl, and then when AOS dropped, we jumped on that. Yeah, so, awesome. And, and, yeah. and can I just uh, say that you have a very impressive beard, uh, one of the best in Australia. <laughs> Thanks. It requires no work. Yeah, I'm really jealous. Like, I use like olive oil butters, and I bought myself a comb. And I like, I work in a corporate in a corporate world, so I'm like, I can't oh, look yeah. homeless. So yeah, I'm a tradie, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> right. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into the topic of the week and to compliment and thank God you're here because I was gonna have to pretend to be you, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay from the Games Cube. How are you, mate? I'm pretty good. It took me a while to uh, get used to um, the internet, I guess. I don't do too much web streaming. I don't watch any YouTube videos. I had to do work on my computer and web pages. So I had to change three browsers, install five plugins. But I'm here now. And I'm really happy to be here. That's awesome. And I'm just going to blame the Magic the Gathering players. Uh, so Lindsay <laughs> is the uh, are you the, are you the store, store owner, co-store owner, overlord uh, yeah. of... People can call me whatever they like. Some people call me all of those things. But, yes, I own the GameScube in Sydney uh, with my wife, Alex. So. Yeah, awesome. Solid. I always think your wife's the real boss, to be honest. Well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the, I'm like the managing director, and she's more like the CFO. So she gets to choose away everything I get to do and the way we do it. Basically, yeah. So you're the head. She's the neck. She turns the head where, where she wants it yeah, to happen yeah. in GameScube. Yeah, 100%. Uh, looking forward to talking to you guys today. Uh, today's topic, when we get to it, is going to be about forming great partnerships and relationships between wargaming communities and between uh, our local friendly game stores. So Chris and Lindsay will play those roles and it'll be great to kind of understand, um, you know, what's important to them and how do they kick off some great relationships. You know, Chris has had a lot of success um, locally and I know he's got some exciting news going to be coming up next week while Lindsay... 
Uh, mate, you've run Warhammer tournaments, Sigma since almost day one, but you have been doing Warhammer Fantasy since what? Six, uh, seven? Like you, you've been around for six, a while. Six, six years now, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember your fifth year anniversary. Yeah, well, we turned six in May, so six now, and yeah, been doing Age of Sigma or yeah, Warhammer Fantasy since then. Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, you've had a long-term standing with us in the community. So it'll be great to understand because some people are like, how do I get my games club involved or how do I run an event? Uh, and, and, and vice versa, Chris, you know, you've gone out and approached your, your game store and you've, yep. you've got not just one, but many. So, um, that will be the topic we'll kick off very soon. But Liam, before we get into some of this cool, cool, cool stuff, uh, what's happened in the community? Uh, game wise or like news wise? Sure. What do you want? Let's go news because I can't wait to talk about some of this stuff because I know that this affects both of us in a way, Anthony, and I've maybe switched a couple of our guests as well where uh, we had the open day uh, on the weekend and a few exciting things got previewed. Basically, the Games Workshop screwed my entire content plans. I had Wanderers <laughs> planned, which has basically been scrapped. Um, uh, what else am I doing? I had Swift Talk yep. Agents being lined up. Well, I and had then Gunbusters just... being lined up. And then he had Iron Jaws like a week ago. I had then... Iron Jaws. And then I also did Slaves to Darkness. And there was big rumors that a combined Chaos book was coming uh, literally hours after I recorded. So luckily, they didn't screw that plan up. But yet. I yet. just don't have a yeah. word yet. Yet. Um, so we have one thing, an Ogre Tyrant, which looks super badass. Um, here's the definition of dad bod um, that you don't mess with. Um, and then you got, we got stuff about Warcry, and then we have Auric Warclans, which is super interesting, but now it's becoming like a normal thing where they're putting multiple factions together, which is pretty good, in my opinion, like streamlining it and making it easy for people to collect. And then there's one random one called Cities of Sigma. I don't know what that's about. It's about you know? effing time that they re-released a book for my army, so, <laughs> so... Lindsay might remember them as like the Empire and the Dwarves and the OG, you know, <laughs> High Elves, and then they screwed us around. And finally, we get a book, Pray Sigma, or more importantly, Pray Sam for this amazing book. And there's been pretty cool, pretty cool memes on Twitter uh, that I may have been spreading, uh, praising Sam, uh, who is the designer, um, Sam Pearson. So uh, thank you. Can I just say, I love how like the artwork is like 80% like like um stormcast eternals yeah but one human one human's <laughs> in it and 80 percent of it is like stormcast this is actually the fourth stormcast book we're talking about but they just haven't said it it's not a stormcast book and he has puffy shirt so i am all in that's him before he turns into a stormcast this is him when he walks in and then he transforms and big shout out to the chat here i can see there's some good shade being thrown at strati already oh, and josh uh free people oh my gosh they will fire. I cannot wait to run all the cannons, all the moustaches, all the puffy shirts, all of the feathers in my cap. Uh, the free people are back. Uh, Liam has been taking the piss out of me because I had just bought 2,000 points of uh, uh, Seraphon, Sylvaneth. <laughs> I put yeah. out a post the start of the morning saying, oh, my gosh, got all my cool stuff. I can't wait to unwrap my Sylvaneth book. And then... And is it unwrapped? No. Nah. Eight hours later, there was a release of a book, so. Yeah, hey, at least you got some hobby of the army done beforehand, though. So you are going to get that army completed, yeah? Uh, what's, what? 
You're gonna get that army completed, yeah? All those what, silver punches? Yeah. Ah, uh, contrast paint. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just watching all the sh the shit happening like, in the chat. Uh, Matt like, Tyrrell, Josh, uh, even Gabe and uh, Sean, Mr. Bates himself. So, uh, some solid chat going on right now. But um, because don't you have an epic conversion for Durthy? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> so that, it's about cannon. He's wearing a puffy shirt now. All plans gone. Fuck that. Um, it's, it's, it's steam tanks and feathers. Um, and then, like, of course, we have Warcry coming out. Is it this weekend or next weekend? I, I think it's this weekend, pre-release. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, so we got that coming out, which um, GW has literally flaunted, like, the whole entire website about. Looks cool. Um, I'm keen to jump on it. But, yeah, but I might not have time to build or do anything because I'm helping some TO paint his terrain. Sorry yeah. that I'm running a, a large <laughs> tournament and I need some help. Uh, speaking That's of fine. help, Lindsay, thank you for being one of our major sponsors. No no reason why you're on this show. You didn't pay to play here. But uh, this is another reason that um, GamesCube has been an awesome partner for us and uh, has, has sponsored Sydney GT uh, two years in a row uh, we, as a major yeah. sponsor. So. Hello, you. <laughs> Hello, you again. Hey, it's my he cricket a, buddy. He was being a little it's troublemaker buddy, the other yeah. day. He's oh, the baller of the oh. game team. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Cool. He's awesome. I, I love your son. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, do we know what games played, Liam? Games played. I played two games. Uh, one's against Rob Reimers and his Sinesh. Um, major win by turn two. Um, and then I played... Chris Welfare against his Seraphon. Yes, he owns a Seraphon army. He owns every army, I swear to God. And um, again, made to win. Um, and yeah, and then now that army is going to be retired. So yeah. What about yourself, uh, Stratty? Have you had any games recently? Oh, not too recent. The last ones I had were uh, at a uh, little one-day tournament at the Dark Magician or something, I think it was. Yeah, I took um, like a mixed order. For the first time, so it's like I knew the book was coming. Hey, it's 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 like you had a premonition. Uh, yeah. What, what what was in your army? Uh, mainly just KO. <laughs> shoot, shoot, uh, shoot. Yeah, just shoot some stuff, run some Colonel Thunders around. Shooting. Wait, what? What is this list? What? Oh, it just just had a little bit, a couple. Of, I think it was one big squad of uh, six Colonel Thunders and uh, a buttload of uh, Arcanauts just shooting. So did you have a I'm hard time and kill stuff and other dudes shoot? Also. This sounds amazing. This... It was fun. It was good fun. Um, unfortunately, I have no spells or no dispels. Uh, oh. And I came up against uh, Nagash first round and then and Zinch sh second round. But you shot him, yeah? I shot him. Yeah. He died. <laughs> you die. Yeah, he died. Yeah, Love it was it. good. I went, uh, I think it was uh, two wins, one loss. So it was all right. Pretty good. Uh, nice. Magro, yourself? No, I want to ask my other guest first. I'm a, I'm a gracious guest. You come to my house, you eat, you eat, 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 uh, and you speak about your games. But, Lindsay, I know you've been on holidays, so I don't know how much games you've gotten to play. I know you're, you're, you're going to be tournament organizing uh, X-Wing, Bolt Action, soon. No, um, no uh, Star Wars Legion is my web. Uh, it's, it's like the same thing. If it's not Sigma, it's something else. It's like... <laughs> yeah. It's similar. But Warcry, actually, when I read the rules and learned to play today, I saw it's like virtually the same game as uh, Star Wars Legion, as in the operations and stuff. So I might get on board and um, join some Warcry as well. Awesome. What, what did you, I, I obviously haven't read the Warcry rules yet, only what they've leaked. What was your yeah, thoughts? Like, what did I you see? I watched the video and stuff, and it looked cool, but 
busy. You do four things. You, you know, move, attack, uh, or stand by, and um, oh, I can't remember whatever the fourth thing was. But it's... you don't have an armor save though, which is interesting. So yeah, yeah, which is cool. That's awesome. Uh, and, I, and I and I played two games. Funnily enough, at the Games Cube last weekend. So uh, Lindsay puts on a monthly tournament uh, the third Sunday of every month, and uh, I played two games out of three. I took the buy in the last round to let somebody else play. Uh, first game was against Hayden, uh, not Hayden Walker, who we had, we had, uh, uh, no, we, we had Hayden Walker on the uh, tabletop TO and we're like, what's Hayden doing here? Uh, but no, Hayden Wright, uh, and he's Seraphon, which was a really cool game. Lots of teleporting between my hand of Gork and his just generic, um, uh, Seraphon, Allegiance. um, teleporting. Yeah. yeah. That was an awesome game. Lots of, uh, lots of like, uh, cold one nights, which was uh, a lot of fun. Wait, what? Um, huh? Cold one nights. Yeah, you know, like the lizard men, like the uh, the the dudes on the um, like the models those. that no one ever uses. Yeah, well, Clint does. <laughs> Clint and Hayden do, but it was like a half um, half Croxigor and half summonings. He had like a Bastilla die, he had like his Astrolith bearer, he had a Slan, and then he had a, a whole bunch of these like uh, Cold One Knights or whatever they're called now. Uh, and it was nice to see old models on the board. I love how your response to my shock face for cold ones, and you're like, Clint uses them, so it's normal. It's like, no, it's not. Well, Clint uses also the. Uh... It uses Manfred, so that's not it. A... Hey, hey, Who's he that? uses a Charybdis, and there's no, there's not, it's not cool. I'm with Stratford. Who is that? Manfred. Manfred uh, the, the best Mortark until the new one that comes out with uh, with the Tide, uh, whatever that, that last video was. It's Neferata is the best one. Anyways, anyways, um, any other game? What was your second and game? And my second one was against Jeff Galea, uh, the Maltese Rambo, with his uh, very strong uh, former high elf army, which um, he had some nice little buffs with a couple of repeater bolt throwers, a lore master, some uh, lots of re-rolling to hit and wound, and then like this whole block of uh, uh, Phoenix Guard, uh, yeah. which just, just took it. Yeah, just sat on this objective, and I just, just took it and took it. And I threw everything at him, and I think... Maybe got a half strength. So can I just say his army list almost beat Matt Campbell's list who beat who won slaughter. It's tough. It's really tough. He's he, for, for someone who only dabbles in the game, um, he's a very tough opponent. Yeah, I I just remember like going over to Matt, being like, How's the game going? He literally looks at me and goes, I actually might lose to this. And I was like, What? Yeah. <laughs> and I saw the list and I was like, Oh, yeah, that explains a lot. It's got shooting, it's got durability. Corn is like glass cannon. So and yeah. he's Blade Guard as well, which are really cool, have like a shoot and then like a retreat, um, a retreat kind of mechanism, kind of like the um was it the life takers that come from the sky from daughters? Yeah, but it's on a they kind of have that but yeah, it's a lot it's a lot more reliable than that. So um yeah. So some good games. Um and I always have fun at the games cube. I feel like you should be paying me for sponsorship. There's no money involved in this <laughs> one, but uh no, I had an awesome time as we always do. It's such a good day. Thank you for thanks for putting us on and, and putting out with all that our rubbish. Um, yeah, and we are yeah. pains in the asses. We are a very demanding pain in the ass group. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you, you, of course, I'm you wouldn't. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, we're not that bad. I swear. It's not like if he's five minutes late, we're messaging him or anything. No, yeah. <laughs> no. he's he's been a great host for us for the past three years now he's dealing with us and well, it's been sigma great. sigma sigma alone well, sigma alone well that's my experience three years but yeah well uh, it's not just me like i'd like to throw a big shout out to steve kasim here like who started running it at the game Scoop because he was a massive fan 
of our Warhammer fantasy to begin with, and that's how we got into doing it all is um, through Steve. So big shout out to Steve if he's watching. Thanks, mate. And I, uh, I'll keep your mantle going. Big, big, big shout, Steve. Um, before we again, one more topic before we get into the main topic, and that is content creators. There's been a lot of uh, I'm looking at my list, and there's been a lot of cool content dropped from the Australian New Zealand community. Um, is there any ones that guys you want to shout out before I go through my list? Stratty, I might go to you. Anything that you've been watching really took your fancy lately? Um, I downloaded the uh, the notorious one with Dave Kerr, um, only because I just can't get enough of that guy. Uh, Big Sean, Little <laughs> Sean, and Dave Kerr. Yeah. That uh, that haven't, is some uh, hot sauce. Haven't listened to it yet, but it's uh, it's on the uh, podcast for tomorrow morning on the way to work. Definitely check that one out. That has um, Twitter has been on fire. It's got a lot of good responses. Um, great to hear um, masters level players having a really good chat. So uh, those notorious boys, Big Sean and Little Sean, check them out. I don't know if they're still in the chat or not, but they do a good podcast. So subscribe to them. Um, Lindsay, do you listen to a lot of content? Am I just throwing you under the bus here? We haven't talked about this yet. Yeah, no, it's under the bus. I don't watch any videos at all on YouTube or I don't really watch TV either. I, uh, it's because you're sorting all those magic planes. Yeah, there's a lot of magic card sorting to be done. So, uh, and obviously with young children, uh, it's not much time for watching stuff for me. And when you do, it's obviously this channel and no one else. Like, that's just, like, just... This is yeah. the, the, the first Finally. content I've ever watched in the last three years, probably. Well, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... It... Uh, we only have fun, but obviously a busy man. And you run the store seven days a week and you know, lots of lots of stuff happening at the store. Liam, what have you been watching or reading lately? Who's who's caught your eye? I've literally been following I've been so busy with work. And also, as you know, in the past couple of weeks, I've had like some health stuff. So I have not had time to like watch other contents. I've just been following up what's going on with Wyoming community. But the list that I've seen you put up, um, I have seen like the Elf Bros videos and stuff, which has been really good. So shout out to Hayden. He's been doing some great stuff. Um, and yeah, that, quick too. yeah, it's not an hour and a half long, which is yeah. great. Or 45 minutes. It's like 10, 15 minutes. And it's like explains like he does like time lapse quick rundown of what's going on and you can see what's going on in the game like what's getting removed what's like happening in such a short period of time so like once i think it gets up to like 20 or 30 or more videos it's just like you can watch as many for like a whole day it's like just yeah so it's been really good um so huge shout out to him um but yeah i haven't watched anyone else really that's it because i've just been so unwell and trying to get back onto work and yeah. more importantly painting my stuff that it'll eventually come down your way <laughs> Yeah, uh, I have to do a massive pickup on that, yeah. So I'll do some shouts here. So fresh Aussie content that's been dropped in the last fortnight. So you just mentioned the Elf Bro has done a really cool uh, battle in brief, which was a, essentially a 20-minute uh, battle battle rep between Sylvaneth and Feck. Uh, the Aussie Wargamer, who I actually ran into yesterday in Sydney, he's back on YouTube and did a really cool short take on the AOS Open Day. Um, Doom and Darkness has done a, a battle report from Korn vs. Zench. Uh, Measured Gaming has done a Seraphon versus uh, Beast of Chaos bat rep. Uh, Creepy Gamers have done Elves, uh, which is Jeff's versus the Gloom Spike Gits. Uh, and then on Monday, Luke Stone and uh, Andrew Bigwood have talked about the Cities of Sigma from a narrative perspective. And then, as we've all talked about, the only fresh podcast that's been dropped is Notorious uh, Age of Sigma, which was the Masters chat with Dave Kerr. Uh, although I know Measured Gaming is recording a podcast today. So... Uh, keep an eye out for that podcast as well. 
Sweet. Big, big, big couple of days. Oh, mm-hmm. and also we've got a couple of cool events. Uh, Ipswich GT is this weekend. I don't think they're taking more tickets. Straddy, you're playing at that one? I am playing. What are you taking? I'm taking Skaven. Um, Ooh, same list as um, Saggy 2. No, I changed it, and I was supposed to be playing some games, but I have not had time. Fair so I changed a little bit just because I didn't want to paint more clearance, so I just chucked a heap more spells in there. Yeah. And then took the points creep, and and that was it. Are you, are you happy with the, before we move on, are you happy with the changes to Skaven with, with, from yeah, the red? Yeah, I think, I think they're fine. I still think the Vortex is really, really good. Busted? Yeah. yeah it's busted. busted. It's pretty good. Cook sick. Got it. Got it on the same page. It can it can not not function really well sometimes though, if you roll bad. But yeah. you get two chances I've... so. <laughs> oh, you can get multiple because you can unbind it then just do it again. Beautiful. Straddy, while we're talking to you, is there anything that you want to mention when it comes to events at this point in time? Is there anything that's happening uh, in your local scene? Yeah. So we are going to be running an event. Um, so we've got one happening on August 31 and September 1, August 31 and September 1 at uh, Acacia Ridge Hotel. So it's a new venue for us because we have expanded. Um, but, yeah, we're looking at 50-plus people. And uh, tickets haven't gone on sale yet, but uh, I think Monday there should be there should be some details on the Bruce Hammer page so everyone can jump on there and buy their tickets. Also, so check out Bruce Hammer on Facebook where you can keep an eye out on everything. Uh, and I will be going. I have uh, spoken yes. to the wife, spoken to work. I've spoken to Hayden, who's letting me sleep with uh, on his, his dog. couch. Oh. <laughs> his dog. You're sleeping with his dog. Uh, I, let's not go down there. I'll get some weird comments. But I'm, I'm looking forward to Bruce Hammer. Just, his dog is going to wake you up. It's happened to me. I know what happens at eight. <laughs> A couple of up. You're still going through therapy? Yeah, I mean, Bucky's a beautiful dog. Uh, Lindsay, I think you need more dogs at the store. Uh, no, I can bring in some cats, though. Uh, no cats. Cats, yes. Cats, oh, bring cats. cats. Uh, a couple of other events I just want to shout out. Um, Liam, you're running a Sydney Teams event uh, on the f- first weekend week- of October. The weekend before yours. So same wow. weekend okay. up in Toowoomba, there is, uh, there is a Toowoomba GT, um, yeah. which is going to be great. Um, you have uh, the Bendigo Bush Bash Bonanza. That's a mouthful, uh, which is happening down in Bendigo by the Measure Gaming crew on the 19th and 20th of October. Uh, I think I've seen a few other little events pop up. HeroCon's happening at December. So there's a lot of there's a lot of small little lull. Uh, and then obviously Sydney GT, which uh, uh, as I'm checking, there's 101 players signed up. I've got 110 spots. Um, so there's enough, a few more tickets left if anyone wants to come to Sydney and play Warhammer. Uh, in quite a large event. It's going to be good. I heard the TOs are pretty awesome. Just hey, he's shitting himself. <laughs> he is absolutely You're... shitting himself. We're going to be fine. Trust me. <laughs> totally going to be fine. I love how we, you've only just come into the picture this week, and it's we. Is it? Yeah. I'm cool. painting. And, and I've got some cool, I've got some cool other sponsors I'm going to announce, and the news play, new player pack will come out soon. So uh, keep an eye out. Uh, check out Sydney GT on the Facebook as well, as much as Bruce Hammer and... Gamescube monthly events, third Sunday of every month. Now, let's get into the real topic, the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, And it's really just an open discussion. And uh, so just for anyone who's happened to join us, um, you know, halfway through, we have Chris Stratford, a.k.a. Stratty, who is a local gaming player. uh, Gaming player. What does that mean? I can be a player. I mean, you can be a player, player, player. (laughs) Um, 
Chris is obviously not only a great player, but he is a, a tournament organizer who uh, has been running Briz Hammer. This is up to number four now. Yeah, fourth one, yep. So you've run three at your local games club or one of the locals, which is called Irresistible Force. That's it. Yep. So I know uh, the Oz Hammer boys used to, used to do a lot of stuff with um, with them. Yeah. Um, but you've run three events so far. You know, it's, it's grown. It's become so successful. You've now gone out and uh, branched out to yourself and you've got a new venue. Yep. Yep. We've got a uh, just a pub. So plenty of drinking and uh, meals on just site. Just a pub. Just a pub. Just, just a pub. It's actually the party room, so living the dream. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be pretty hectic. Uh, so sorry, I uh, sorry. I think the chat's um, letting me know that the Bush Bonanza may have changed to the fifth and sixth of October. So just go on to go into Facebook page and have a look for Bendigo Bush Bonanza, uh, and you'll find the accurate date. So it may have moved. Um, and then on the quick on the flip side, we have Lindsay. Lindsay is the head honcho of the Games Cube, which is a local, uh, very. Well, I'm going to call you successful because you've kept us uh, homed and fed every month for the last three years. On the third Sunday of every month, playing a three-game mini Warhammer tournament, which has been uh, a staple of our community. I think it's been uh, a critical piece to build the Sydney community, both new players and old. Uh, and and you've been running Warhammer games for gosh yeah. many years. Yep. So topic of the week is about partnerships and I guess building a really good relationship between us and and hearing what Lindsay has to say from a Games Cube point of view and, and I guess he'll play the role of uh, the local game store to tell us what's important and how we do all this stuff and Chris how you kind of kick things off. So is that is that a fair introduction or did I miss yeah. something? No, that seems wrong. Right. Well <laughs> All right. Open question. Either of you respond here and we'll get the ball rolling, which is why is it important to build a strong working relationship between the wargaming community and game stores? And this can be not just about Age of Sigma. This is about wargaming communities in general. So um, maybe, Lindsay, I'll throw it over to you first. Why is it important that we build a strong relationship? Well, I, firstly, I think it's important that everybody has a place to play, no matter what you play. Uh, one of the reasons me and Alex opened the Game Scoop, uh, we obviously, I've been playing Magic 25 years now, um, so I've been used to going to other shops where it was just Magic, 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 and other uh, tradable card games. And we saw that there was no home or place for miniature players to play, and we immediately wanted to make sure that um, the Game Scoop is a place where everyone can be welcome no matter what game you play and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, building communities around war games. It's very important um, because it's fun and all. Like, a lot of people love to play in their garage with their mates, but sometimes you just need to see what everyone else is doing and hang out and um, we'll shoot the shit. No, well, yep. well said. And Stratty, what yourself? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's always a nice place to... If you go have a local place to kind of play games, especially if you don't have a setup, you know, at home, which a lot of people don't, um, it's it's nice nice to have a place to play nice games. Sorry, my kids just having a bit of a cry. Um, yeah, so just to hang out, yeah, like like you were saying, just to hang out with uh, with the boys and just shoot the shit as well. It's always nice, even if you just watch games as well. Doesn't matter what game's on either. Sometimes it's just something you're not interested in, or you might be looking to pick up a new game. It's, it's interesting to yeah. say that. Sorry, Lindsay. 
Oh, it's just kind of, yeah, I completely agree. Like, just people walk in, they see people playing, they immediately just want to talk. Where are they playing? They're automatically interested in the hobby and things like that. So it's always great to see. Yeah, there's been a few times where uh, I've been playing, um, uh, just playing Sigma at Gamescube uh, or anywhere. But, you know, in particular, I'm thinking of a story where um, there's been a few times where I've been playing Sigma in the in our little mini tournament. And someone who is a part of the Age of Sigma Sydney Facebook page has seen me, has recognized my face because I, I, I post a lot. And also they you asked have a the question. Channel? No, 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 no. Like they've seen my pictures on on on, on the Facebook group, but they're like, oh, uh, they kind of wanted to ask questions, and they've never played, but they they it was, it was less of a, a jump into this tournament scene. It was more like, hey, I want to see what's going on, and get a feel, you know. And then the next month, they actually joined and started playing. So it was a nice little like cool. put the toes in the water. Yeah. I got to say, though, as well, like going on with what Chris said, the amount of times at Gamescube or even at good games and stuff where, like, I'm playing a game and I turn around and there's some random board game I've never seen before. Mm. Like, I remember there's this one, like, there's this competitive game that Lindsay had at the store where it's, like, about building a train line. What, oh, I think it's a ride. That one. And, like, apparently it's, like, this old school game that's been going on for years. I'm like, I've never seen it. What is this game? And, like was mind bobbling and like seeing that and like you can only get that like when you go to your local game store and seeing what other people play and then you they ask questions about your game and then you ask questions about their game and then you work out the similarities or differences but most of the time it's different well Lindsay, yeah. what do we have this weekend we had there was a table with dungeons and dragons uh, yeah. so while we we're playing sigma we had dungeons and dragons yeah we had D D. we had magic players uh, i think we had some board gamers um I can't remember. It's always lots of people in. There's a, there was things. a 40k game next to us as well. Oh, one yeah, of their yeah, tables. Yeah. Also, I see like Star Wars Legion, like some other games, which I like. And it's, it's interesting because like when you go to a game store, you see games on the shelves and you go, like, oh, I wonder how that goes. And then like you walk into like same game store, another game store, like a week or two later. And then you actually see that game out and then you get to see what it's like kind of thing. So, yeah. It's always interesting when you go yeah. look at other games. I think uh, wargaming in general is on a bit of a boom too. Like um, in the in our market, um, in the hobby market, board games are such a thriving thing at the moment. And there's a lot of uh, board games that come out with miniatures and miniature base. So people are getting more and more used to painting miniatures, having miniatures in their games, having this cool stuff. And I think it's really generating more people to get into miniature games as well, so they can take it to the next level. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And um, we are in a bit of a renaissance. And, you, you know, you look at the amount of games coming out, you know, Gen Con, I think, is this week or coming out really soon. There'll be a bunch of releases there. Um, uh, what's it called? Game of Thrones, that uh, Fire and Ice game seems quite popular yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yep. Um, um, and it's always interesting. Like, I always find it fascinating. There's games like Sword and Spear and there's some other, like, medieval kind of Viking games where... Uh, I have an interest saga. in medieval and saga. Yeah. So that, that's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, I've never and, they, and, they, and they're interested in our game. Yeah, uh, each year at the Gamescube on the uh, Queen's birthday long weekend, we have a um, yeah an Ancients tournament. And this year we had uh, like record numbers, which I was very surprised. I think we had like 32 players for Ancients, which was epic. Crap. Yeah. And and there's more miniature companies now. No longer is it just the the Citadels and the Ralpathers and the um the the Perry brothers. 
you know, there is, there are, there's Kickstarters and there's independence and, um, there's so much miniature out there that, um, I think it's a good time. It's a great time. Almost so, too many, uh, games to play, I think. <laughs> spoiled, <laughs> spoiled, spoiled for choice. Is and Lindsay's, Lindsay's thinking there's too many games to keep inventory in stock of. Yeah. It's like, um, like, I know for board games, there's 60 new board games come out each week, and I have to pick two to make it on our shelf. Wait, so how many new hard. board games? 60 new board games each week. Nah, it's I'm a, good. It's, uh, it's I would lose track. I'm hard, good. yeah. It's, uh, but it's also like in, um, I get an email every day from someone who's making their own miniature game that'd like us to stock it, but it's just not enough um, space on the shelf to fit it more. Okay. 60. Shit. Um. So Chris, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like I can't imagine. Um, uh, yeah, like it's probably about sixty uh, Kickstarters finishing every week, isn't it? I oh, wish I there was. Uh, <laughs> I wish there was sixty three uh, uh, D printing files coming out of it. give it, give it six months, Magro. You'll have it. No. Like I swear, everyone's having a three D printer in their house. Yeah, I'm, like, okay. I'm on. Like I'm on Facebook and someone's like posting like, "Look what I just came in the mail today." I'm like, "Okay, look, nah, <laughs> don't have space." <laughs> so, Chris, you, you know, I've mentioned that you have run three successful Briz Hammers uh, already. Yep. Um, how did this all come about? Like, tell us a story about how you came up with this idea and then eventually you kind of uh, started speaking to uh, whether it was Irresistible Force or even just got it in front of a, a local game store. Yeah, so I've been I've been mates with uh, the previous owners of Irresistible Force for a good probably eight nine years, um, and then when they changed hands, I was I forged another relationship with the the guys that started that up again, um, and then that was about the same time as Edge Sigma started kicking off, um, but then it had a bit of, you know at the start it was a bit you know uh, funny with the no points and all that kind of stuff, so it was a bit of about, about a year where it was a bit. Um, yeah. I wanted to play, but, you know, no one else really did want to. As soon as they dropped the points in, everyone kind of jumped on board with my mates and stuff like that. Once we started playing a few games, realised that we wanted to start playing tournaments because we always like tournament games. Um, and uh, after, I think it was the first time we had the idea, maybe we should just run our own one. Um, I just approached the, the store owner and they were keen to get more people in. Um obviously, because more foot traffic is, is always good. Um, and it kind of just started from there. And, and so, you know, sorry, Liam? So how many numbers was the first year? I mean, first event? Uh, the first one was, I think we did pretty well. I think we did 24, uh, 26 or something like that. Yeah. And, like, I remember at that time of Age of Sigma of tournaments, 26 was actually a huge number. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have room to get any more. <laughs> we yeah. kind of maxed out. So we were in the we were in the gaming part and the store part. Yeah, so uh, that was good. And then, yes, and it's just grown from there. Yeah, so we kind of keep the same numbers. I mean, apart from you have might have a couple of drops here and there, but um, you know, it's always above twenty. Yeah, Magro. Uh, no, no, just I was going to ask Lindsay. I mean, you know, Chris, Chris, or you know, some game gaming player walks up to your store and says, "Hey, mate, I want to run an event here." Um, You've been running Warhammer Fantasy and Sigma now for a number of years. We've already established this. Uh, and you've mentioned Steve kind of helped kick this all off. 
why did you actually continue running these events and what are you as a game store owner uh, looking to achieve by running events and essentially giving up space that other games like Magic the Gathering or your casual player comes in and may not get a table? Um, what do you want out of these events? Well, I think for me, I, I know I speak on Alex's behalf too, but we take great joy in just watching people have a great time in store. Like, um, that's kind of why we start the shop as well, is to make sure everyone can have a happy time, excited time. Um, so I love it when I have the chance to come down and look at what everyone's doing and see it in action. You, all of your painting, like, is just godlike compared to my crappy painting I do myself. I think it's quite intimidating for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, no, um, for us, we just want to see everyone have a great time. Obviously, uh, we need to pay the bills and things like that too. Uh, on the day, you know, um, people like the game team has great air conditioning. That's for sure all year round. It's on. So things like, uh, you know, people eat, you got to pay the rubbish, obviously pay the water, the dunnies, toilet paper, uh, electricity, the floor space, stuff behind the counter if I'm ever away or not running the shop on that day. Um, there's so many different aspects that have to be paid for as well throughout the, uh, the day. So everyone having a good time. That's number one paying all the bills, number two, um, and hopefully we can accomplish both each each uh, and every month. Yeah, and obviously, you know, probably for people who don't know about the GamesCube monthly uh, event, we pay we pay a nominal fee. It's usually about 20 bucks um, to enter. That comes down to prize allocation. It comes down to a whole bunch of things. Lindsay's quite generous in spreading that money across yeah. uh, a number of prize categories, but also we've got tables always set up, terrains always set up. The terrain is, is good quality, often mostly games workshop or battlefield in the box kind of level. Um, air condition, drinks available, uh, you know, the spaces. Yeah. yeah, and it's also just near, like, food and stuff. So, like, and he's been very nice. So I remember when we first did GamesCube, it was like we didn't have time for a lunch break and then Lindsay offered us super nicely to open the store a half an hour earlier, I think it was, or something. Yeah, we, so opened, we, an hour, we opened an hour earlier and stayed an hour later for Age of Sigma. Yeah. yeah, which is like for a business and stuff, they usually like, I understand businesses don't do that internally for like customers and stuff, but the fact that you do that for us was like awesome. Like we're super... Especially on a Sunday when you got to pay double. It's yeah, like, especially when... Yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, so like for us, like we appreciate that as well so um as i said earlier you do deal with us and you take care of us like super well so we're super like happy so obviously the, you know, this is important to local game stores and again this is not about the games cube this is about these two people representing their communities and i'm sure this kind of sentiment is shadowed across other tournament organizers or aspiring tournament organizers as much as other local game stores that maybe are waiting for you to engage them to say hey I would like you to run an event or I'm waiting for someone like you who who I, I may not be an expert in Age of Sigma. I don't know the rules, but I'm waiting for someone who can help me get this little community off the ground. And um, Thomas Holdsworth made a really good comment in the chat and he's essentially said, uh, he, he, I'll paraphrase and say, I can always see it in your eyes when we get noisy, Lindsay. I don't know what the <laughs> hell. So you don't know what the hell is going on compared to the games that you're an expert in, but I definitely see you light up. So... Um, yeah. And it's just a natural thing, you know, someone gets excited, the person next to them gets excited, 
everyone gets excited, the noise goes through the roof, and everybody's happy. It's, it's great. That's good for business as well. Like all the customers who are walking around or maybe thinking about it, like, oh, this is a community I want to be a part of. So it's good. It's good for everybody. Yeah, yeah it really is. It really is. Um, and, you know, while I got you, Lindsay, you know, it's, it's fair to assume that Warhammer is not the only game that you sell and you work with. Um, uh, no, obviously not. Um, let me do my little quick thing. So obviously we, we try and do everything whatsoever under the hobby banner because we want to make sure everyone's welcome. Um, so we do a lot of Magic the Gathering. We buy and sell all cards. If you want to get rid of cards, thegamescube.com or come and see me. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a lot of different uh, miniature products, uh, different brands for hobby accessories and things like that. Um, but yeah, the main, uh, the main side of our business is definitely Magic the Gathering. So the question I want to ask you about the other games is, um, and I'm conscious, you know, for someone like me who really only plays Age of Sigma now, I, I've kind of dropped most of my other games, um, dabble in Frostgrave and a few other games and Dungeons and Dragons, but, you know, Age of Sigma is my, my primary game now. Um, if I was going to approach you about an event or I wanted to, I had an initiative in mind, what are the other popular games I need to consider uh, that either drive attendance or drive revenue for you? Like, what are the things that I need to consider from, from that aspect? Well, usually it's just Magic the Gathering because most stores will just try and focus on Magic. I know I say Magic a lot, but it's... Uh, if it magic is. If Magic didn't exist, game stores wouldn't exist. It's pretty much that easy for our industry. And, yeah. like, Friday, Friday Night Magic is massive for you, right? Uh, yeah, we get a large attendance of Friday Night Magic. We also get a large attendance uh, for Dragon Ball Super, which we do a lot on Friday night as well. So, and yeah. uh, the last uh, the last uh, Sun uh, last Friday of every month, we also get to host uh, Lords of Liverpool um, or gaming community for their meetup. So one thing you've brought up is both of you have brought up that like trading card games is pretty much like a huge revenue um, thing overall in game stores because I know for a fact that when you and I have chatted. I've always said to you, I swear there's always a new card game every month I come in. And then you were telling me that there was like another three coming out, which I'm like, I, I would lose track. Yeah. yeah, there's always a new card game too. Uh, it's usually pretty clear which ones are going to work, which ones are not going to work. Yeah. Uh, it's like that kind of with, um, with miniature games too. What we try and do is there's always a new hot one that's coming out and we try and get on it. And then it goes up, 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 and then slowly over time. And then you got to try and get out right at the right spot so you don't lose money with having too much stock and things like that. Yeah. Uh, like the Batman Mitch's game is like a good example of that one or Dystopian Wars. Okay. Yeah, because I remember, because like at every game store that I've been to, Magic is like packed. Like it's just, and I do know that some stores, I don't know, Chris, if you dealt with this in some of your stores up in Queensland, where if you want to try and book a table to play at a certain game store, sometimes they reserve areas just for magic. And I'm, yeah, I'm, but yeah, the Irresistible Forces only just started doing magic the last uh, probably three weeks. Uh, they've yeah. got one table for magic. Um, but, give, it, uh, give it two months, it's the whole store. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll think it, it. it will happen, yeah. I've seen it happen yeah. to every other store. Yeah, so um, that's one thing I always think when... And like, when when Anthony asked that question, the first thing I thought of was like, it's just magic is the big one. Well, these days d and is a big booming thing too. So we like to always have some D&D tables set up. So I yeah. definitely look at other looking, comparing it to D&D. &D. Yeah. Uh, but the, 
the, the thing is, like, uh, for a wargaming space, for the same size, you, like, you need two players because it's six by four. For yep. D&D, you'll fit eight players in that same space. So, uh, And that was actually the reason I wanted playing. to ask that question, Lindsay, is because, you know, our six by four tables are quite large. And to be honest with you, we, we take up more space because we've got our games cases and our dead pile yeah. and our books, and we like to spread our crap as, as wide as possible. Um, we try to condense it. We, we try. try, but it's hard. It, it's, it's genuinely hard. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. From my games of Legion, I, I'm the same. I've got stuff everywhere. But then the challenge is, is that on a six by four table, you could have two games of magic at the same time. And, you know, again, not trying to give away your trade secrets or anything. Uh, but I, I can only assume that um, magic sales, either one, they take up less inventory space. So you can have more cards and more product in a smaller space. Um, the meta seems, seems to shift a lot quicker than, um, than in, in Sigma. So people are buying more packs, more, I don't know what they're called, but they have like those campaign yeah, slash. Yeah. It's, it's campaign box something. I think it's called. Yeah. So, so people are spending more money. So of course, if you can have more people spending more money coming in more often, um, like magic is, and, and you know, we were talking the other day, someone suggested, Hey, let's do another two day event. And the first thing you were to consider is I've got other events like magic, like, yeah. you know, maybe kill team. Uh, like. No, no. My first thoughts was um, Saturday is quite busy in store. We have a lot of yeah. people that come in to play so many different things. We've got board game meetup groups. We've got D&D players. We've got magical casual players. Saturday for us, we want to make sure everyone can come in and have a great time, no matter what game they play, that we're going to have a table available. Uh, yeah. That also includes wargaming, like, we're very proud that we always have a minimum of two wargaming tables set up at all times so people can come and use any time. So no matter when they want to come in, they know they can come in, grab a miniature table. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, yeah. and of course, we've got all the terrain for every game, like Sigma, 40K, you know, Legion, uh, Dystopian Wars. We've got blue painted sea tables. Um, you name it, we, we've got a table for it. Yeah, I, I guess I wanted to pull out the expectation pieces that, you know, just because I had a great, a great idea of I want to run a two-day event and I can get 20 people at the GamesCube or any of my local stores, uh, there's obviously a trade-off. And the trade-off is, is that, you know, Lindsay is, and, and other game stores are bringing in a whole range of people that we need to consider uh, before we take a proposal yeah. to them. Yeah. And also you would have to somehow cover the cost of, like, for example, if we do a two-day event at, let's say, GamesCube, um, the cost of door fee probably would have to be a lot higher than usual because Lindsay's losing out on other customers coming in. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it sounds about right. But yeah. as long as we can fit everyone in and everyone has a good time, that's the main thing for us. Uh, as I keep saying, like I'm a pretty simple person like that. I just want everyone to have a great time and enjoy enjoy yeah. the space that we have. Like We've worked really hard. We've just done a refit of the new carpet, the new painted shop. And everything so it's a good. really great premium uh play space for people like player uh um i forgot the word but uh player experience is number one at the games cube so we want everyone to walk away feeling great yeah and again this is not about you know picking on anybody it's more just a consideration about when you take a an idea or proposal over to a, a store uh you need to factor in that's that foot traffic you know there are other community members and obviously not taking away space uh, from people who might be playing their, their, their regular Saturday Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, and all of a sudden you're asking to take that away, which brings me to Chris, which is about how did you actually get the Irresistible Force event, Breezehammer, 
uh, off the ground? Like, I know it's your event and it's a Breeze Hammer event, but how did you approach um, the store? What did you have to negotiate? Like, give us the the breakdown for someone who might be thinking about running a one day or a two day event at their local game store. Let me just, let me just sorry, sorry, one second. Let me just say one last thing. Um, stores might also be looking to diversify in what they do. So um, always approach your local store and talk to them. That's the number one thing to do. Good yeah. shock. Have a chat. Yeah, yeah number one. Communication's key. The strategy, what um, was your, talk us through the process and how it happened and, you know, give us insights if I was thinking about doing that uh, in the future. Yeah, so for me, it was pretty easy because I already, like I said, I already had a relationship with John and Josh. I don't know for a while already um, before we asked them, but I mean, they didn't really have much of an insight into Age of Sigma in general. Um, and they were pretty keen just to make sure that they had, you know, a community coming into their store to buy stuff which is a big thing. If no one knows they're there then from Age Sigma, then, I mean, they're not going to go buy Warhammer Fantasy models from that shop. Um, so we, we approached them just, yeah, we're just trying to figure out what, what we kind of wanted, how much the ticket prices were and that kind of stuff. Um, everything to do with, like, putting all the all the prize money back into the store, um, all that terrain we buy from them. Like we actually bring, we, we set up our whole thing. We bring mats and terrain and everything. We do all of it ourselves. Um, we don't really rely on um, them to, to stock the tables or anything like that. So that does help. Um, but otherwise, yeah, they're, they're really easy to, to get along with. Um, we didn't really have too much problems. So, like, so I, I guess you made, you made it sound so easy. Too. Yeah, honestly, it was pretty easy for us. I mean, they're, they're a very good shop. Lindsay, really what were you going to say? So, um, so with Brisbane now, it was Brisbane, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So now you moved to a pub, right? Yeah, not permanently, just for this event. Yeah. So, how do you transport the tables and things like that? Like, from my perspective, that must be a, a pain in the ass, right? Like, um, it's not too bad. I mean, all the all the terrain and stuff I've got literally at my house. Like, it's just sitting over there uh, <laughs> in boxes. So it's all packed up nice and neat, you know. Uh, wow, I don't have any boxes of terrain I got. That must be a, a bloody big house you got there to fit all that terrain. Yes, yeah, so I packed, packed it nice and small. <laughs> you should see what's behind my webcam, Lindsay. There is so much. Look, yeah. you can see over there. There's terrain there. Just oh, a yeah. small sample of that. Yeah, you'd have a lot more with the printer going all the time. Jeez. Here's two printers yeah. going. It's not just one. It's goddamn two. So just to summarize what you were saying, so uh, having a relationship with the store, I mean, whether you either know them personally is important or even just playing there. I'm sure if if I'm playing at my local good games uh, very often and I approach them, um, it's probably a bit more trust and and credibility as opposed to just rocking up and randomly asking. Yeah, that's it. You need the relationship there. I think that that does help a lot. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of just, coming off the street, I think, and just try and push your way in there, especially if you don't know the scene very well down there. Um, but we book our stuff in advance a few months at least, so we try and get ahead of it all so they know, you know, this weekend is this event. They make sure it's up on the Facebook page. Everyone knows. They've still got a couple of tables to come down and play game, just, you know, pick up games and stuff like that if you need to. So we make sure we leave a bit of space for everyone else to kind of do that kind of stuff. But... Yeah, most of the time people just come in and are surprised to see a whole room full of people playing just one game. Everything's painted. Everyone's having a great time, yelling and yahooing and 
yeah, I think everyone kind of it, it does kind of give a good vibe for the store. Yeah, I, ima- I imagine if again, if I if, if I walk into a game store and I see this high energy, lots of cool people, uh, you know, Lindsay talked about godlike painting. Um, although Matt Trill says they Lindsay obviously hasn't seen Liam's painting, so that's a bit cheeky <laughs> from Mister the, the Mayor of Dubbo. Um, it's not that bad. <laughs> But like like people come in, they see, they you know they they they're probably interested, and they obviously ask questions to that game store owner. Chris, you mentioned um, uh, having to, you know, not having to, but you you reinvest uh, most, if not all, of your funds back into the store as price support, and and you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we do, we definitely do that. We make sure it's all all the every price goes back in. Everything we buy is from the store. You know, I buy all my armies from there. So do pretty much everyone else that uh, the locals that play. They all buy their stuff from the same. I mean, it's but besides the fact that it's actually just they've got a really good price. Yeah, it's, it's just better than anyone else anyway. I can go down the road and get it for twenty percent oh. more. Oh, I watch out! I've got Lindsay here as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like, th- no, because like I do know that the other thing with like local game stores that aren't GW is they do the like discount thing, which gets people to go into not just their normal GW. They go to the actual local store, and that builds up a stronger relationship when you show that you support the store. Is that correct? I, yeah. I completely agree with that as well. Like the thing is, like uh, I know in Sydney because there's a lot of Games Workshop stores around as well. We get some people that are just like, I have to buy from Games Workshop because it's Games Workshop. The thing is, all of us as independent stores, we have to buy all of our stuff from Games Workshop. So Games Workshop get all the money anyway. So um, yeah. I'd, I'd say support two businesses. For the for your one uh, sale, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I. This is like me being old GW since I was an old staff member and stuff. I remember I would always be like, "Yep, got to support GW." But the amount of times when I'm like I'm in Lindsay's store, I'm like, oh, I'm, I should, may as well should grab some stuff here because Lindsay deals with my shit every month, um, and I just do my month like purchases there at times. Which yeah. actually br- brings me into another point that I really wanted to ask about was about paying where you play. Uh, now I'm an, a massive advocate of of paying where you play. Uh, I yeah. can only imagine, uh, Lindsay, again, you as the game store owner, uh, if people are buying online and you know they're importing from a uh, UK and you know they're they're basically buying everywhere that isn't a bricks and mortar retailer like yourself, and then expecting to use a table like yours for free. So uh, yeah, yeah. We get that I know it happens, but obviously, you know, we, we're not going to be able to enjoy bricks and mortar stores like you for a long time if we're not investing in some degree uh, in a store like yourself. Yeah, well, obviously, I can't, I can't agree with you more there. Uh, if people don't buy stuff, we don't exist. It's as easy as that. Um, and obviously, uh, floor space, we're in Parramatta, CBD, so it's obviously quite expensive. Uh, so sure, everyone can find everything they want cheaper if they search for it. But then, yep, their little hobby location might disappear. So the broad question I have for everyone is: Why is it important to pay where you play? But otherwise, you'd have nowhere else to play. I think that's as simple as that. I mean, if you don't support them, uh, it's it's got to come from somewhere. So. Well, the thing is, as well, it's like if you don't buy it and the store closes down, there won't be more people seeing the game, there'll be less um, exposure, things like yep. that. So the community will just shrink through time as well. Um, it also it also helps that, I mean, I noticed that uh, Irresistible Force have 
I think they're about, about five times more Games Workshop uh, Age of Sigma, especially stock than they used to have. Yeah. Just, just simply from, you know, now they need, like they need to keep up with it because they know they'll sell it. Well, the, the prime example of people trying to save their 10% or 20% or whatever it is through online stores uh, was uh, War Machine, which is pretty much a complete dead game now um, because of it. What's, what's the story behind that story? Oh, War Machine was, uh, you know, steampunk uh, miniatures game. And all online retailers only just did like 30% off RRP. So all stores stopped doing it. The whole community died and the game went belly up. Yeah, I remember I, I go to, uh, you know, I work in the CBD and often I might need to pick up like a Vallejo paint or something and I'll go into Good Games Town Hall. And I remember back in the day when I was really big in Frostgrave, the, the War Machine slash Warmer Hordes. Uh, yeah, Warmer Hordes, yeah. That was a yeah, massive big. wall. That was huge. Uh, and it kind of just disappeared. Yep, yep. Like the company that made it made a rule that online stores aren't allowed to stock it, basically. Uh, but by that stage, it was already too late and all hobby stores had dropped it and say la vie. Yeah, which is, you know, and again, like, you know, you might play um, at, you know, I, I, I support my local games workshop as well. Um, you know, Liverpool and Miranda are my two locals. But it's important that I, I think about spreading my hobby love and, you know, and if, even if I, I do my pre-orders at my games workshop because it's literally five minutes down the road, but I come to Lindsay every every month, you know, I make sure I still spend money, whether it's on paint, whether it's on tools and accessories. Uh, I buy drinks and, and candy bars um at the store so i'm just you know making sure that i, I i'm contributing to some degree um and, and you know i'm buying things as well there um yeah i never leave the uh never leave the shop without something in my hands that's for sure i can't help it anyway even if i didn't want to it's called plastic <laughs> crack for a reason oh, <laughs> terrible it's, it's, it's literally called plastic crack for a reason um yeah like i know yeah for me it's just like I say it's super important. Um, when I worked, it was like, it's like similar to like, I support Lindsay when I can, but like when I heavily went to the city store, I would always buy my stuff there because I know this one city, like I know GW head office doesn't really like probably think about this because it can cover it from the other stores, but like I know rent's expensive for a storefront that much space in Sydney would cost like a fortune. So if I don't buy what I want or what I'm going to use at that store, at that store, then I am not like that store won't exist, as you said. And like, yeah, like where the city store is right next to it is a good game. So it sells it like cheaper. Um, but I was using downstairs, like the actual GW way more than I was using the upstairs. But now since I'm using the upstairs more because I'm playing a lot later, I'm now supporting that store. And that makes sense. Yeah, like cool. I've like, like, it's not like I'm saying like, oh, screw you GW store, um, blah, 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 blah. It's more like, oh no, wait, since I'm using this store way more, I may as well just buy my stuff to show them that like, Hey, I'm going to get stuff off you. And then at the moment, and I don't know if you agree with me, Anthony, but the age of Sigma upstairs is a lot smaller now. Are you talking about, sorry, when you say upstairs, you're talking about good games, good games. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a lot smaller, but it's a lot more 40 K now. Yeah. And I think that comes back to, again, pay, making sure that you're contributing. Um, and I'm going to come back to Lindsay at the Games Cube for a second, is that over the last couple of years, I've noticed the quality of terrain has significantly increased. And I remember is it two or three months ago, Lindsay gave uh, a whole bunch of terrain boxes to people and said, hey, paint this for me. 
Uh, and, you know, obviously he probably paid for himself. Obviously it's discounted to some degree as a retailer, but, you know, he was able to reinvest into higher quality terrain because we were investing in the business. So it was like this, uh, you know, there's a Lion King would say the circle of life where we're paying him. <laughs> so he pays us and it's like this, you know, we're, we're, we're all growing as a community because uh, we're both, we're both benefiting. Yeah, well, you've all got such great painted models, as I said. It, it would just look like a shame if you had like crappy terrain on the tables, like grey, unpainted stuff, or terrain that's falling apart. So you need to uh, represent um, the level that you are. Liam, any questions for yourself? I know I've probably dominated a lot. I've got a lot of questions. I got that one question that I sent to you earlier, and this is towards Lindsay. Um, when it comes to your events, is that I do know that you since day one you don't have like as strict as a painting kind of thing to i know you're talking about our painting being amazing but i do know you've seen some of us with like unpainted stuff sure. and everything and do you feel as though with you having that um you're seeing quite a few like new faces coming through or like people like it's a lot more welcoming and that's like uh, what you're pretty much going towards like you don't want to be like i know this is happening every month but i don't want to like cut people out Does it make sense Oh, I know how time poor people can be in modern society. So not everybody has time to paint. Um, like I've got many models laying around the house that are unpainted that I always plan on painting, but I know I won't get around to. So it's like you have rules of like, I understand at a big event, like a GT, Boab, CanCon thing, you probably should have some rules of painting because you want to show off the miniatures game to the best it can be done. So other people can see it and be like, wow, that's just so cool. But like in a local hobby store, Everyone is a different level, so I don't think there should be any painting regulations yeah. or things like that. Um, but yeah, like some people are very intimidated by good painters and having, they're like, wow, like I look at your stuff and I'm like, I have no idea how you get these effects, but I want to know how to do it. Yeah. So that was pretty much like the big question because I think you've covered quite a lot of questions, Anthony. <laughs> Um, is there anything that you, you guys want to mention? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm steering the conversation a lot, uh, and I've got a couple more questions that I wanted to well, ask. But I've got some uh, some questions for the whole community, I guess. Like Ooh. we've done the same Gamescube tournament for many years. It's always two thousand points. Um, would you like something new? What do you want? Because we just keep doing the same thing until uh, we get feedback of what the community wants. We'll just keep doing it. Um, but so what I'm saying is. Make sure you talk to your local store. Make sure you give them the feedback. Maybe you'd like more points. Maybe you'd like less points. You just, we don't know unless you tell us what you'd like. I think I'm not going to speak for all of Australia or for like any other game store. Are but you, are you think, sure? Oh, come on. Yeah, are you sure. sure? I mean, you, you're pretty, you've got a big <laughs> voice on Twitter. Are you sure you don't want to share your opinion, Liam? Kind of say quickly, haven't started a Twitter war in six months. Yeah. Let me be. Right, um, well I've been on such a good best behavior. Holy crap. Um, no, but I know for a fact that some people do like, but this is like niche. I do know some people like some of the 1000 points and everything like meeting engagements and stuff. But I do know for a fact that since a lot of people know that the standard game for age of Sigma or any of these like war gaming events is like you find what most GTs or events are playing. Cause that's what most people strive for. If that makes sense to get an army, done yeah. like i myself i know for the first little while with um games cube and and Margo, you did the same thing where we use that every month to practice a new list before a, like a gt in three months ahead like that's what we did 
like we turned up to practice and like that's why some of our stuff wasn't painted it was like a work in progress and so i think Lindsay, what you're doing is perfectly fine um but if you want to like change it up you can always look to see if the community wants to do something like meeting engagements i don't know but well, i know well, what, I'm, what i'm saying is as well it's uh, if we're doing the right thing give us the confirmation back that we are doing the right thing as well like yeah like yeah, sil silence is the worst thing yeah if, am i well yeah i i myself are quite happy and i know that some of the regulars are quite happy um but yeah like we'll get the community to let you guys know but i do know for a fact that like when it comes to events the standard is 2,000 points. I don't know if that's the same up in Queensland. Yeah, standard's 2,000, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, ha I have talked to um, Irresistible Force about running, uh, well, not me running, but them running, and I just helped guide them with the uh, the meeting engagements, just having a, something to get people into the game a bit more as well if they're not actually playing. I know a lot of people see us playing all the tournaments or, you know, they see just your regular games, they walk past and everything's painted, looks great. I think that usually gets them involved enough to want to play it to see it successful. I think they want to um, want a bit more manageable kind of uh, army to go for. Yeah, cool. I think um, you guys have raised really valid points. And again, speaking on behalf of game stores as opposed to specifically one store, whether it's Irresistible Force or, or Games Cube, uh, I think it's imperative that there's feedback both ways, whether it's, uh, you know, Games Cube, if you're not happy with our attendance or, you know, when we're... Um, we're not being disruptive or so we're being disruptive or not friendly to people who are like watching the game. Uh, I think it's imperative to let us know what's happening uh, and what we can do to improve. And you're a hundred percent right. It's about sharing what, what, what you can do and what you guys can do to help us drive uh, more people to the event. And I think, uh, you know, we had a, a good discussion on Sunday about what is the identity of the event? Are we trying to drive new people? Is it, a, as, as Liam said, practice for a tournament? Um, is it a way to practice and just muck around? Uh, and then that kind of decides, do we run three games in a, in a time frame? Is it less points? Is it missions that are narrative-based? Um, yeah, it also dictates the prizes, if it's like two, just the top two or whatever, or does it go down? Things like that too. So it's, um, it's always important to know. Because we started it, we started at top with just one, two, and three. When 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 this event first started at GamesCube, uh, yeah. it was about for one, two, and time. three, and uh, it was the a lot of the prize pool was at the top. Yeah. And Lindsay would pick his favorite model painted. <laughs> but for, but since then, you've you know you've created a whole range of uh, other other prizes throughout because the feedback is is that people don't want to spend X amount of dollars and it'd be the same winners every every month. Uh, because they're bringing the most uh, strongest list yeah. that are people just want to roll dice and have fun on a Sunday and get three games in, in a row. Yeah. Everyone wants to play for different things. So everyone needs to have their opportunity to play for what they want to do. Yeah. And I think that's a great example where you don't uh, have a painting restriction. You don't even care if they're on uh, square bases. Cause if it means someone comes in and gets to play with their old Warhammer fantasy, or they bring over their old models and they want to get into the game, that's that's good for us. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. mums and teachers would say in the industry is great. <laughs> yep. So the last two burning questions that I have before you you guys might want to throw anything else out was um actually is there anything else you guys want to throw out before I ask the final two? No, I'm good. I would just say, yeah, everyone I 
I'd recommend everyone to just talk to their local store uh, about a chat. Like, if they want to run an event with a bit Age of Sigma or any game, just um, stores are just blind trying to do the best they can. We're obviously very time poor a lot of the time. Um, for me, I imagine I don't, I don't go to other stores. I haven't been to another Magic uh, to another store for many years because um, I just I don't have something to play or the time to play. But I don't know which how many stores have like miniature boards and stuff and like the space requirements. So it's obviously quite hard. So um, can you tell me how many other stores you go to actually have miniature boards and, and how many? Because I I can say like this is the interesting part is. For example, let's go back to Good Games. Good Games is definitely a trading card game store. I can't deny that. But however, there are some times where they actually have plenty of boards, but they don't think they have enough to run a one-day event. I don't know if that's the same in all of Australia. But from Lindsay, to answer your question, I have seen quite a few game stores that have the facilities to run an event and, um, and they have enough. But generally, they going back to what we said like a few minutes ago was it's still so magic card trading card heavy so to, stuff. So to they, give you a quick overview of sydney um you've got hall of heroes who runs uh, an event a, a monthly event and they've got uh, probably a very similar space to yourself um you've got uh gamezilla out at liverpool who can only run up to a 12 player event well, and well, one of the challenges they, they closed down today okay well sorry that I'll, we, didn't, we didn't we didn't go there Whoa. anyway because Whoa. what i what i was gonna say what i was gonna say is uh for the australian masters we have a minimum of x amount of players i think it's 16 players or i can't remember how many it it's is 24 24 players so for, for someone who creates an event if you can't get that that minimum player cap it's a it's a hard draw um i think tabletop empires might out, out I, can't remember, I don't know where they are. I know Eric goes out there often, but um, there's not a lot of game stores who have more than a couple of tables, uh, at least in, in Sydney. Um, uh, like com uh, Combat Company doesn't have that many tables. Yeah. Um, they have like two or three, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not discrediting anybody, but it's just look after those game stores that have the tables. And if, you know, as Stratty's pointed out, um, if you want to run an event and they don't have these tabletops uh, ready for miniature gaming, maybe you need to supplement and, and prove that um, this is a space worth investing into. Up here, um, we're pretty lucky up here. We got, uh, I think most, most shops seem to have a fair, a fair few tables, uh, especially, um, say, you got, I mean, Battle Station at Toowoomba. They've got a, they've got a, lot, a really large space up there, um, and you've got I think there's something like 30, 30 to forty players they can hold. Um, that's a big it's a really really big room, but um, that they've got uh, what's it Mount Cravat Games Workshop, which are that's the the flagship kind of store there, the championship store I think they call it. Yeah, yeah. They've got a big hall at the back. Just you know that's they hold they hold uh, I think it's twenty four player events there quite often. Um, more if it's four by fours, um, yeah, irresistible forces, you know, they can, they've got 10 tables to 12. Yeah. It can probably fit in 13 or 14 if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, and there's a few, a few other ones around like Dark Magician. They had, uh, 20 people in that last event. Um, yeah, there's a few around. So 
we're pretty lucky up here, I guess. I didn't realise yeah, it was uh, that kind of... I guess it's also to our also... Uh, spaces are probably cheaper to rent. Yeah, exactly yeah. what I was about to say. So you can afford a bigger space, so it makes a big difference. Yeah, and I'm, I can say in Melbourne, when I was down there for Lords of War, it was a three-level gaming store. House of War? Not House of War. It was um, Game Laboratory in CBD. So CBD area, three-level gaming store, and they ran an event with 60-plus players. And the basement level was a bar. So... Like, that's where the, that's where you're getting the money from. <laughs> and, and, and House of War out in in, in Western Melbourne as yeah, well. That was the same thing. They got a bar. They got a bar, and also like they they held when Artfist or whatever it was called was run there. It was like twenty four plus players, plus their other games being played at the same time. So, and it was a large space as well, um, and also huge range of games and stuff. So, I think with Sydney. Um, we just don't have the space really to in our gaming stores. And that's why when we do our independent events at times, we go to halls or RSL clubs because they are humongous. Lindsay can't hold a hundred of my players. Oh, we could try. We could try. We could take down that Indian restaurant downstairs. Um, but yeah. Um, final questions. Final, final questions is, uh, Broad question. First one is how can the wargaming community as a whole better support their local friendly game store? Like what can we do to help them? They can give them more shout outs on uh, social media is always one. People are always talking about where can they get this stuff? Where can they get that stuff? But they always see the first post is uh, always to some online only shop that realistically uh, sure, saving a lot of money, that's always important to everyone. And for some very small percentage, it probably keeps them in the hobby. But uh, I never see local game stores so much um, mentioned in them. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I, I know um, the challenge, again, as Liam and I, uh, I was a former admin. Uh, Liam is still an admin. Uh, I think the challenge that we have is... Um, uh, at least in the Facebook Sydney group, you know, if if one company advertises, then it just opens up this massive spam of of advertising. But I think what you just said is a really good point of shouting out. And um, even like I try to make a conscious effort of sharing photos like, hey, look how much fun we're having at the Games Cube or at Good Games yeah. or wherever. And, and, and driving that excitement and enthusiasm and that FOMO uh, if you don't come next time. Well, I something have, else I have, I'd, I'd say... Yeah, something else I'd say is like um, local game stores, we're probably not going to be the expert in what you want to do, but um, that doesn't mean we can't buy it for you, order it in, things like that. Like, uh, obviously, Games Workshop are the experts in the trade. Like, I can never compete with um, expertise and know what I want to. Like, they're the I, best for that. I can say as, again, XGW, um, GW stores are designed for beginners. Um straight out like they the staff there are trained to teach new beginners and help veterans learn a new skill that's it really um, when it comes to selling and stuff um that's when the independent stores are great to help out it's like if they can do the stock and stuff and everything like i remember like we were trying to get customers to keep coming in and coming in and coming in and grabbing stuff but in the end some people say i just can't travel into the city i'm like okay cool go to your local game store like there's a local game store that has something there for you like northern beaches kids there's not a GW there. 
So, but they have like heaps of gaming stores, and no, they just, have they have one gaming store called. Uh, I swear they had like two or three, but yeah, they have one gaming store. Go support that store, kind of thing. And that's what I was like telling them is like, if you want to get stuff, they can do it. So, uh, um, decked out gaming is landing. Um, I think it is. Yeah, is that yeah? And I'm from what I can tell, it's again a trading card game store. They don't really yeah, do it's much. a hundred percent trading card store. But I don't know what range of games workshop stuff they have at all. So. I think it's a small range, but as we've mentioned in this show, is like if you buy the stock, they'll make the effort to order it in for you. Um, but like, yeah, it's for me, it's GW as you said, Lindsay, are the expertise, but their expertise and for beginners not for, like, people who have been in the game now for, like, six-plus months. So, yeah, what can you do to help support your local store? Yep, buy more stuff from your local store. Yeah, like, that's that's one thing. Um, Chris, when, one yourself. thing also, when you're, um, if you are running an event at the local store like we do, um, make sure to mention to people just, you know, to, to buy stuff, you know, to, to, to support the local store while you're there, while you're having your games, you know. I mean, yeah. it also helps to get down and actually play games at the store just to, you know, show it's busy. I think a busy store will, you know, usually increase more numbers if you see people playing where you want to play. So I think it kind of helps get that community kind of feel. And the more community feel you've got in the shop, the more time you're going to go down there, the more time you're there, the more money you're going to spend. Yeah, um, so one, one, one thing I was talking about, so back to the... Um, so I know the owner of Gamezilla, Aaron Nicastri. He's a mate of mine, and I had lunch with him today. And he's like, yep, one of the worst things in our industry is people come into the stores. Everyone, All businesses want people to come into the stores. Game stores don't have that problem. People come in, but they don't spend money so much. Um, but like they'll say, I want to buy a booster pack for Magic or something small, but then they'll go and spend 20 bucks for their lunch, and they'll bring it back to the store and eat it in the store, where we have to then dispose of all their rubbish, clean up after them and do all these things. So they always spend 20 bucks on lunch, but they never spend $20 over the counter. Hmm. So. Interesting. Is, is that, and, and you know, again, um, you know, you mentioned Gamezilla has, is literally closing down and that's unfortunate. Um, how, how much should a player, and I, this is obviously a very funny question to ask, but how much should we think about spending in your store to help you stay afloat? Like, is it that $20 kind of at minimum is a good way to keep you, keep you on the ground or, um, <laughs> it's a funny question. Like, like if I buy a paint, that's like, oh, that's nice, but that's not enough. Like, like what, what really, what would be a good contribution to help you at minimum? Well, you think of it like, um, like phone games, you know, you can buy like a little, um, added on thing on your phone game for a dollar. But if like, a million people do it. That's that's a lot of money all of a sudden. So it doesn't matter how much you spend, as long as you everybody helps support their local store. That's probably the number one thing. It's not about how much. It's like everyone contributing. And I, I will call out as well. There's been plenty of times where uh, for Lindsay, uh, Good Games, uh, a whole bunch of people where I've wanted to buy something and it hasn't been on shelf, but. By asking the question, "Hey, do you stock badger airbrushes? Do you stock blah blah blah?" Because you've got a very deep uh, distribution network, it's often something you can organise. Where uh, without asking, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I go to eBay," but actually, that doesn't help you stay afloat. And funnily enough, you actually could probably do it uh, for the for the same price, if not a yeah. very similar price. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember 
I remember this one time I was running around Lindsay's store and I really wanted the Arcadia Quest game, which was like a Kickstarter game. Oh, yeah. I remember just running around like, Lindsay, where the hell is this game? And, right <laughs> and then, and then you also said, you said, Hey, it's right here. And you also mentioned to me, we don't have the expansion packs in like all of them, but if you want one, I can get it organized. And like the fact that like, it was just a simple question, like, Hey, where is it? Like, I didn't go off and like give up. I literally just be like, Hey, where is this game? Cause I expected, like, it was just like, it's a game that I thought you would have. And you said, I do have it, but also with the expansions, I can get that for you if you need, if you want them. And I was like, Oh, hell yeah. Like it's knowing that like, okay, cool. If I want the expansions, I'm messaging Lindsay straight away. Or, so, yeah. or, or your other game store. Like, oh, your other game. Like, oh, yeah. like you literally just ask a question and if they answer it saying like, we can organize it for you, then you go, cool. Now I know who to go to when I want that stock. Yeah. So, yeah. And Chris, anything else from yourself around like how, how else or what are some other ideas that you might have around supporting your local game store? So obviously running events and, and driving traffic and, and that's obviously good. Anything else you do with uh, with the likes of Irresistible Force or anyone else around you? Um, not really. Um, usually, I just like like you were saying before. If you if you want something, just ask for it. I mean, I know if there's nothing on the shelf at Games Workshop that I say something I want that's not uh, you know the, the floor stock, um, I can order it from Games Workshop and it'll get there in three days or something like that. Um, I can also do the same thing with Irresistible Force. Uh, I literally just message him. And I'll email them and then, you know, they put it on the list and it's there the next week. Every time. The last thing I'll say is, um, is make Ooh, sure. I got a good one. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, I'll, I'll say my one and then I'll come back to you, Lindsay. Yeah. Um, is to help set up and pack up. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> help set up and pack up. Uh, it's probably, you know, Lindsay's a mention that he comes in early to help set up and to pack up. The least I can do is pack up some terrain and to help put up some boards and um, to it's do my not, share. Yeah. Um, and even even to put my rubbish in the bloody bin. If I see someone else's rubbish, just help out and, and make sure that we're continuing to be welcomed every time uh, we want to return. Or if I want to do something extra, he's going to remember that, or she uh, is going to remember that uh, I've left their, their, their work site in a respectable manner. One thing quickly before we do Lindsay, that's okay, because it's about Lindsay's and independent stores is GW have a set list of stock that they can have. And most of the times when you don't have it on the, if they don't have it on the shelf, you have to order it online. And as Chris mentioned, it's a three day wait. Now, as range, yep. And as Lindsay said, is that he has to buy the stock himself and then put it on the shelf. So there's going to be so many times where your independent store will probably have what GW doesn't have on the shelf because they've picked that product to be on their shelf and GW hasn't. So for example, I have literally, uh, I don't know if for a fact, but there's a stock collecting box that I want. Um, and I've literally just looked at um, Lindsay's store and a couple of independent stores and they have it in stock. And I know that every GW store doesn't have it on their shelves anymore. Which so is okay, a good example is wow. I saw on Lindsay's store um, the... Do you remember, like, last year or the year before, there was that Christmas box set of, like, the free cities? There was a Hammer Hall. There was an Anvil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay still has one. He has the – might be a Hammer Hall one. But that's yeah, been that's so. been out of stock for a long time. And if I get excited about the cities of Sigma and I'm like, I want to start a Stormcast uh, free people kind of army, um, there's that nugget of gold there. Um, and I was looking at your shelf the other day, and there was a whole bunch of nuggets in there that are no longer available uh, not that they're out of they're out of production, but it's just um, these value box sets um, 
have yeah, been discontinued. Yeah. yeah, like you guys buy your stock and that's it. So you guys will probably have stuff that GW doesn't have, which is something to mention is that like everyone just relies on GW expecting to have it on the shelf. But now for the fact that I know that now when I'm going to come in in three weeks and that box is going to be like you literally, it says online you have it. So I'm like, sweet. That's what I want to hear. Cool. So, yeah. And also, I'm mean, not saying not to support Games Workshop as well. Like, that yeah, I'm not saying that. But, like, I'm just like, saying, like, just... but like, um, if pay you pay where you play, that's what pay I'm where saying. You play. Pay where you Pretty play. Pay where you play because, as we said, your independent stores are paying the stock before you pay, not just like unlike GW. So they are waste. They are investing space into products and stuff. So like, as you pay, you're pretty much bringing that back investment for them. So yeah, and making it worthwhile for them. So yeah. Last question before I wrap up, or I, I, I open. Oh, the sorry. Floor. My, my my last thing was going to be yes. Um, so one thing that's probably the most easiest thing you can do is pre-order your local at your local store, uh, because local stores we don't know how much or how good a product's going to be. So usually for us, we'll probably get two of each new release each week um, as a guide. But we don't know how good it's going to be because nobody ever pre-orders it. So jump on, pre-order, talk to your local store about a pre-order so they can get their stock for release date correct. So just to clarify, because you, people may not know this, so I can pre-order at a local game store sure, a product? Sure, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, like, like it's, it's a legitimate question because, you know, in, in Games Workshop world, um, on Saturday at X time, where it's like 12 o'clock or whatever it is, there is that pre-release window that we can now pre-release our product. Now, what does that process look like for the local game store? It's oh, identical. On, on average. It's identical. So I come in and I just like, hey, I want to I want what comes out next Saturday. And you'll be like, excellent, done. I'll put it in and we'll make sure we have one for you. Okay. So there's something that people might not know that you guys can do. But the thing is, we don't usually find out what their new releases are until after they do. Yeah, okay. So, uh I don't know what the next week's releases are until Monday when I get my phone call. Oh, okay. But but what I do personally is I go to the Games Workshop page, see what the new releases for next week are, and I add them to our website. So. Perfect. So if, I, if if Warcry was coming and I wanted to pre-order Warcry, for example, I could just message you and uh, same thing and potentially get a discount if if someone if you're offering one. Well, we offer a ten percent off all Games Workshop discounts, so it's easy. But but not everyone. I, I guess I'm speaking more broadly. Uh, not everyone may offer a discount, but... Um, yeah, independent store yeah. sometimes, sometimes doesn't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's up to the store. Yeah. Uh, and then the final question that I have, good point, by the way, uh, is pre-orders definitely would help. Um, the last question is probably on the reverse side, which is going to be how can uh, local game stores better support their communities? Um, um, we can read well for us. We reinvest back into things like we've discussed already, like terrain, um, gaming space. Like, we just had the office. Yeah, I said, like, for us, we reinvest back. You know, we have brand new carpet in, freshly painted. Um, we're, we're investing into yeah, play space and play quality a lot. So, um, but how else is um, it's a tough one. It's more about hearing back from the community, I think, because it's hard. Because, uh, as I said, you know, 60 new board games come out a week, so I've got to read a lot of reviews and things like that. So I sometimes, like, we're just blinded by the amount of stuff that distributors send our way each and every day that it's hard to, like, um, 
concentrate and actually get the work done and uh, find out what we need to do. That's fair. Stratty, you want to say something? Oh, I was going to say um, having a nice space to play games in is always good. Um, it was just before I said that same thing. They they move shop, you know, a little bit over to get a bigger, bigger gaming space and also to um, have the opportunity to do a repaint and uh, nice carpet, stuff like that. It makes a big difference. Yeah, like we cut down our tables from 32 players for miniatures down to 24 at the moment because we want people to have a better play experience. We don't want so much bum to bum and um, squishing through everywhere, which is which is often um, the way of miniature tournaments. Yep. Liam, anything you'd want to add to that? Like, I don't know. With Lindsay, he's pretty much... I remember, I think last year, he did personally come to your event and, like, congratulate whoever got the prize that he put in towards. Like, that was, like, his way of, like, showing back to the community in a way, saying, like, thanks heaps for, like, supporting my store and also, like, him being, like, also, I want to support your event, which was cool. Um, but, yeah, like, I think going back to, like, what Lindsay's, like, been done, he's, he supports us quite well. Um, he's giving us tables. He also updates the tables. So I'm guessing with the new terrain that came out, Three four weeks ago, I think Lindsay got a couple for himself. Yep, there, there's some shattered the, the, the Dominion temples. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we were playing on them this week, which was great. Yeah. So like that, there yeah. he is. He is putting it back for the like he is investing his own stuff into the community, being like, "Hey guys, I'm getting some new stuff for you. Here you go." Um, and that's just awesome to see. So and they were really, um, they were really they were really fun to paint as well. So yeah, so. Um, <laughs> I think one thing like that some local stores can do is just like if they're going to sponsor an event, I do know, for example, at Sydney Slaughter, um, Chris's event, Combat Company, who was their sponsor, yep. did and War, show up. And War and Peace as well. I believe War and Peace um, also contributed to Slaughter. Yeah, but Com- Combat Company also turned up to his event as well to be like, hey, what's up, guys? And I know that Lindsay would probably do the same as well. Just trying to be like, hey, guys, what's up? Thanks for... Um, doing this and stuff like that. So that there is like a perfect way to show like how to get back to the community. So like if you're sponsoring an event, show that like extra mile, not just being like a name on a piece of paper, saying like I've supported the spend. Like if you can show up, be like, hey, but I understand life gets in the way at times and you can't make it, but that's one awesome thing to do. And I thought it was really cool seeing Lindsay do it last year and then seeing Combat Company do it. But like these guys are actually showing up, showing their support. And like Lindsay's walked around last year at Cine GT watching our games and stuff as well when he was also running a stall at the event at Moab. So yeah, just like that's just awesome in I my opinion. In, I checked I checked in on everyone at CanCon as well. That was great to see everyone. Oh yeah, and next I, time there. Yeah, like that's just perfect. He he goes, This is where some of my customers are or my uh, regular guests are. Let's see what they've been up to. And that there is really cool. And that makes everyone be like, Yeah, cool, I can like Lindsay's a friendly face and same with comment. This is like, this in general for independent stores is like, they're a friendly face. I can go to them and stuff. So it's really good. Yeah. And, and you know, I got to give a shout out to Martin as well, who um, I don't know if he still works at good games town hall, but certainly Martin uh, was a, a great advocate from the town hall, good games as well. So I think that, that relationship and, and yeah. interest, uh, obviously we are one of many games, but building a relationship, you know, um, uh, for our international viewers, you know, I know Ian and Richie from the Just Play crew out at Manchester. They're very integrated in the tournament scene. There's a lot of um, of these local game stores um, 
uh, Ele- uh, Element Games is is quite uh, in depth with the community as well over in England. Um, Lindsay, you know something that you did that uh, you may or may not remember, but uh, I remember at CanCon, or not CanCon, uh, uh, Sydney GT last year, you came and gave me an extra prize because you wanted to just, you know, because we had exceeded our our tournament numbers, and you gave me a, a fresh box of Malign Sorcery, uh, yeah. which was really cool. And the vouchers that you made, uh, you used like a wax seal to kind of stamp, <laughs> and you know, you went above and beyond, and I think that was a really nice touch. Yeah, I love this thing. <laughs> Stratty, anything else you can think of about how a game store can help us, support us, uh, build our community? Um, so at uh, John from Moves of Force, usually uh, with a big release, he organises, um, say, I remember like something like, uh, say, Soul Wars or something like that comes out. He'll do like uh, everyone show up and play games on the Friday night and uh, at midnight they release the boxes and everyone goes home with their new toys, which is always a bonus. means you don't have yeah. to wait till the morning. Yeah, no, I like that. And, you know, something that I would I would propose to a game store who might be listening to or, or is interested is um, there's often in, at least in Australia, and probably on Twitter as well, we have like Work in Progress Wednesday, which is a, an opportunity for people to share their, their, their work in progress models or conversions. And often there's, uh, you know, people are sharing stuff. And, you know, maybe, maybe a once a quarter painting event or like a small $10 voucher or something could go a long way to keep the momentum and excitement alive as much as we're supporting and making sure we're driving events and sales their way. So well, I got a question for you, Anthony. So I want to say the community is only as good as the stakeholders in it. And, um, and you both, uh, Liam and yourself, Anthony, are very great stakeholders in it. So I want to thank you both for having me on the show as well. Um, and I want to put this to you. Would you like to one day come in and we run a Age of Sigma open day in store on a different date? So it's like, if you're interested to come in, come in and play. We can advertise it and stuff and get some games or painting or like just a Warhammer open day type thing. Yes, I'll, I yeah, will take you up on that sweet. offer. That'll be sweet. And I'm sure it's like other stores like Irresistible Force probably would do something similar as well. Like that would be a really cool idea. Yeah. And it's and it, like, yeah. yeah, we usually coincide yeah. them with uh, like a like a big release or something like that, like the um, you know when the GHB drops or something like that. It's always something important to kind of get everyone together, and everyone wants. Usually, everyone is in part of that, so yeah, it helps it does help. Yeah, book us in. Let's 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 talk offline. Let's talk about something. I think it, it's you know this whole channel is about helping the community and growing the community and. Uh, I think as much as we love our tournaments, equally it's important for us to reinvest our time and and showing people how to get started in the hobby. And uh, I think there's definitely opportunity that we can do stuff together. And vice versa, the, the experienced people who are watching this, make that offer uh, to your games club and your commu- uh, your game store. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think we've covered this quite a lot, actually. I think it's been a lot yeah. of detail. Um, I'm just still uh, laughing at the chat, by the way, at that one comment, Anthony. Uh, well, we won't talk about that. Um, Chris, is there any shout-outs you want to give if people want to learn more about you and get in contact and, and maybe even come to one of your events? Where can people find you online? Yeah, so you can find uh, the Brizhammer Facebook page on Facebook, obviously. It's uh, pretty easy to find, Brizhammer with a Z. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, um, Strati666. That's with two Ds. Um, I've got your Twitter uh, in the comment section, by the way, the the channel description, and I will 
uh, update it probably tomorrow with uh, the Bruce Hammer uh, Facebook page. So I'll, I'll pop it down in there. Yeah, and obviously if anyone wants to know any information about Bruce Hammer at all, just message me anytime. Happy to talk. And I'll be there. I'm 100%. I've got clearance from the wife, and Hayden's confirmed that uh, I've got a bed at his house. So uh, I will be at Briz Hammer 4. That's pretty awesome. I'm pretty Uh, excited about that. You're pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to it. I'm jealous. Lindsay, if people want to know more about you and and find you, where can people find you? Well, obviously, thegamescube.com is our website. Um, And you can click on the events tab at the top there and it'll take you to our three Facebooks, one for trading cards, one for miniatures, and one for role-playing. So click on the miniatures one and you can uh, find out more about our Age of Sigma days on the third Sunday of every month. Well done. And and before I wrap up with Liam, I want to call out again Thomas Holdsworth, who's made a cracking comment and said, uh, if your FLGS isn't the F being friendly... Then, uh, th- as you'd like them to be, then tell them to watch this video and learn stuff. I think, Lindsay, you have showed uh, why it's important to have a great working relationship with the community and and really invest and and be more than just a business who's here to take our money and really be a partner. Um, and Chris, you know, you've shown how a successful relationship can really blossom into something beautiful. And you know, we've now found ourselves in a position where Breeze Hammer has grown from a, 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 a small. Uh, local gaming event to one of the peaks in Australia and you've now got a new venue. So uh, that's that's the testament and the credibility to everything you've put into your events. And we'll also still be going back to Irresistible Force as well. Just for We keep our smaller events going. It's just that uh, every, say, six months we'll probably do a big event. Um, so there'll be a 50-player one this time probably this year and then uh, probably about six months, uh, eight months' time, I reckon there'll be a 100-player event in Brisbane. Yeah, keep 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 you know keep these events you know um, yeah. for every Sydney GT that we run or you know a Lords of War you know we're still helping out with the monthly or you know running these different right. events with Lindsay. Yeah, you so, got to keep the small events going to keep the interest happening and you know keep churning through. I got to say as well is like your events from what I see on social media and stuff. You guys always give like a great goodie package. Like every time, like everyone oh, yeah. has like so much like useful good stuff. Like I'm pretty sure one pack you gave out a nine inch gauge, a combat gauge and like three tokens and yep. stickers. And like, we always, we always give dice as well. Five dice, and dice. five percent of dice every time. And dice like that there. I know for like a personal investment for, I've done like massive dice, custom dice orders and everything like that. Like giving out dice is like, you're just like, cool, free money pretty much in a way, which is yeah. really cool. So. Plus um, I love dice. Who doesn't love dice? Oh, <laughs> love it. I Custom love dice. it. If you have um, dice, we've got something pretty uh, decent planned for Prisma Four too. So as soon Sick. as we get those, we'll be chucking them up. We're going to try and make it make a bit more um, online presence with this one to try and keep the numbers boosting. Sick. You know. Well, yeah, because that's one thing for me when I go to a two day event is like I check what's in the goodie bag, and so far every event that I've been to this past year has been great. And seeing yours, I'm just like, okay, I really need to go because I won one dice and tokens. So yeah. Yep. Well, show up, you'll get them. That's for sure. Um, I'm literally now tempted to look at flights now. Um, I'm coming. I'm 100% there. And, you know, uh, again, yeah. So this is awesome. I think I've learned a lot. I have some new inspiration, Lindsay. We are going to talk about, you know, taking Games Cube uh, to another level. Let's think about how we re-engage and, uh, you know, go from good to great. And I think 
uh, every yeah. game store or every aspiring tournament organizer can probably take something out of this discussion and really help build their communities in partnership with that friendly local game store. So I appreciate both Stratty and Lindsay uh, for all the insights and value that you guys have added in this chat. Linz, uh, Liam, we had fun? Yeah, of course. I'm just letting you know, Hayden offered me a bed as well. <laughs> no, well, uh, you can sleep on the floor. Um, sleep under the bed. For anyone I'm who's still watching this show, uh, guys, uh, YouTube is going to be cutting off this application that I use uh, and other people use uh, called uh, Hangouts on Air. It finishes up next week. So what the what the world looks like for AOS Coach moving forward, uh, we don't know yet, but uh, stay tuned. I'll be looking at some new technology and uh, there might be a new layout or a new format depending on what YouTube looks like. So uh, stay tuned. But uh, this has been great. Um, I'm going to go reset my 3D printers and print more terrain for Sydney <laughs> GT. Uh, this has been a pleasure. Liam, Stratty, Lindsay, you guys Thank have been you. great. Thanks for, yeah, Thanks for having me. Thanks again, Thanks. guys. Have a great week. Thank you. Represent. <laughs> <laughs>